listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 12th of April 2022. Later, why businesses are confident despite rising prices. But first, to the rental crisis. And SQM Research says national rents rose 13.3% over the past year for a house and the biggest increase was in Brisbane where the rental price for a house increased by 21.2% over the past 12 months to $590. It'll have some implications for homelessness around the country. For more, I spoke earlier with SQM Research Managing Director, Luis Christopher. Look, rents are surging. Why? They're up over the past 12 months by 12% as a capital city average. It's happening as a result of ultra-tight rental vacancy rates. So we are recording a rental vacancy rate of just 1%. That is effectively unprecedented. Uh, and it's certainly the tightest rental vacancy rate uh, uh, I've seen in my professional career. What that really means on the ground is that there's just 36 1,800 properties vacant across the country at this point. Now, when you consider that there's about 9 million renters, you can quickly understand the problem we've got on our hands right now. So have we peaked when it comes to these rising prices? We don't believe we've actually peaked yet. Uh, we think in April, rental vacancy rates are likely to fall further. And when we look at market rents so far in April, they've risen further from the numbers we recorded in March. So rents are still rising as we speak. There is still a, a significant shortage of rental properties at this point in time. And I think what's really different from what I've seen before, because occasionally we see this for some regions in the country, I've never seen it across the whole country. That's the difference this time, is that this is just across everywhere in the major capital cities as well as every region in Australia. So how do we fix it? With great difficulty. Uh, the, the issues surrounding um, housing affordability are complex. It's going to take longer-term solutions and it's going to take a lot of cooperation between various state and federal government departments. But for the here and now, what we need to do right now to stop homelessness rising over the course of the next few months is we need to ramp up rental abatement schemes. There are rental schemes at the moment by the very state and, and territorial governments. They need to be ramped up. We need to see uh, larger uh, schemes covering more and more people because if we don't do that, we are definitely going to see a rise in homelessness over the next few months. Louis Christopher there from SQM Research. Let's now go to business confidence now and the NAB business survey, which show that both confidence and conditions are rising, and that's because of an increase in profitability. More interesting, though, it comes despite inflationary pressures. So what's going on? And how is the consumer being impacted? For more, I spoke earlier with Alan Oster. He is the chief economist at NAB. Alan, six weeks ahead of the election, just how are businesses feeling at the moment? I think they're feeling very good. They're confident, their sales are strong, and they're saying their forward orders are strong. So I think they're looking at the economy and saying, this is very good. 
Okay, quite positive. Based on your survey, what do you think are the key issues for businesses at the moment, especially as we start to go through this election campaign? Well, I think the big issue for businesses, can they get suitable labour? And secondly, how do they deal with the uh, the effect of purchase costs? In other words, supply chain is doing to their prices and what are they going to do about it? Okay, let's spend a bit of time talking about prices. So to what extent are businesses feeling confident? So these numbers, these business confidence numbers are rising because they're passing these rising costs to consumers. And are they confident because they think consumers can afford these price rises for now? And can they last? I'm not sure that they can last. Um, What they do think is unemployment's low. Um, People are just saying, well, I'm falling further behind and they assume they can get away with it. And so, you know, we saw in retail a really big increase in purchase costs, but we saw profitability even stronger. So just at present, I think what, what's happening is business is saying is the economy is good enough, therefore we can try and get some of our lost margins back. So that's going to feed through to the official inflation number, though, won't it? How yep. much of an issue yep. will inflation be for the economy come election time? And is there the potential for the RBA to lift interest rates then ahead of the election? Because the CPI number comes in about two weeks. Yeah, so you'll get the first quarter uh, CPI. We're expecting an increase of about 1.2% in the quarter in the core level, which would take you up to about 3.3. Three. Uh, that's above the target. But I think the real issue will be what will happen to wages, and you won't get that till May. So I suspect RBA will feel nervous when they say a survey like this, but they're more likely to sit around and wait until after the election because they need wages to see what's happening. Um, Is it impossible that they go in May? No, it's not. But I think the more likely time is they get a price indicator, they get a wage indicator, and then they get a second reading of prices, and then they go. So what does the survey then say about where the jobless rate is going? Because jobs are obviously intertwined with wages too. Well, what we saw was a very strong employment series. All our internal data is saying the same. So we're expecting something with a three in front of it uh, on Thursday. So we three eight three nine. Um, and very strong growth of employment, you know, up to 50,000 jobs maybe. So we do see unemployment continuing to go down and our official numbers for a number of uh, months now have said we think unemployment is going to get to three and a half by the middle of the year. Alan Oster there, he is the Chief Economist at NAB. Quick look at the Australian share market, which fell 0.4% today on the S&P ASX 207,454. For more, I spoke earlier with Tony Sycamore from City Index. The soft start that we saw in the ASX 200 yesterday has continued today after the deepening route in tech stocks on Wall Street overnight. And all of a sudden, we're starting to see comparisons that the second quarter of 2022 is following the template laid down in quarter one 2022, which, if you recall, back in January, the Nasdaq fell by 15% as bond yields started to surge higher. So we're starting to see yields again kick higher this week. It's been a reoccurring theme for the past three or four months. And that is just leading to an absolute investor exit from tech stocks. 
Growth stocks do not do well in rising in an environment where bond yields are rising. And quite simply, that is what is driving the market today, as well as concerns that we have the widening and deepening lockdowns in China as they try and get that outbreak under control. So they're the two main things that are driving the ASX 200 today. Uh, we mentioned earlier NAB's business survey showed that businesses are passing rising costs onto cons- customers. So that will lead to inflation. How's all of this being reflected in the market? Absolutely. So rising bond yields are a reflection of this inflationary surge that we're seeing, which has also escalated since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So we're looking towards US inflation data tonight. Bond yields have to rise because central banks are trying to tame this rising inflation while engineering a soft landing. Now, when we look at the NAB data today, it was incredibly strong. Five-month highs there, no reflection of what's going on in Europe. And it does show that all the forward-looking components were incredibly strong. So the rebound here in Australia is doing incredibly well. What it means is with prices being passed on, higher prices being passed on, it's going to keep the RBA under the pump to start raising interest rates. My personal preference is that they will start in June after the federal election. However, you cannot rule out an earlier start. And the bigger question then becomes, are they going to go with a 15 basis point rise or will they go with 25 basis points um, to try and get it back on that 25 and 50 basis point increments that they usually like to raise interest rates or decrease interest rates by? So we haven't lifted interest rates in Australia, or the central bank hasn't for more than 10 years, but one central bank that has started lifting rates is that of uh, New Zealand. It's also meeting tomorrow. What's expected and why is this important? The RBNZ met last six weeks ago, and at that meeting they raised interest rates for the third time in this cycle by a quarter of a percent to one percent. Now, there was some very hawkish surprises which came out of that February meeting, And as a result of that, the market is now actually fully or almost fully priced for a 50 basis point hike tomorrow. And instead of the terminal rate, which the RBNZ forecasts around 3.35%, the market is now priced out towards 4%. So what we're looking for is that the actual data since that last February meeting has started to turn a little bit lower. In fact, higher interest rates are doing the job on the housing market there. Housing prices are turning lower. And business confidence, which is quite uh, contrary to what we saw here in Australia, has also turned lower. This morning, we saw the business survey there fall from minus 28 to minus 40 points. So given that the data is starting to deteriorate a little bit in New Zealand, my personal preference is they go for 25 basis points. It's going to be a very, very close call. But what that would then mean for the Kiwi dollar is with so much priced into the Kiwi interest rate market, you would expect to see the Kiwi dollar drop back down towards 67.50, which is about 50 or 60 points below where it's currently trading. Tony Sycamore there from City Index. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.